the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. Truly jam-packed. I'm super excited for all of our guests today, but super excited to kick off our conversation today with amazing realtor, and returning guest, subject matter expert on real estate, I should say, Laura catcherbone Gerace. And uh, Laura's with Coldwell Anchor. And um, I, now I feel like we've gotten to know you on the air so well, Laura, that I'm going to say you've been doing this for so long and you are so entrenched in what you do. You even have an AOL email address. And that's a point of pride for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yep. My first email address, I'm not getting rid of it. I, well, I love it. And, and you have such a loyal base of clientele that they know you and they know, uh, again, that you've been doing this for so long. You know what you're doing. I know you pride yourself on your relationships with your clients, your relationships in the community and so on, which is absolutely wonderful. So before we dive in, and I've got a lot of important questions for you about the real estate market um, in just a moment. But Laura, just refresh our listeners' memory. Um, tell us a little bit about your office and the, uh, and the geographic area that you service. So, um, my office was started with my father, my cousin, and my cousin's best friend. So, we're very family-orientated, and unfortunately, I just lost Carol, who was the last founding partner of the three of them. So, um, we just, um, uh, you know, we're just, so now now it's all me. I grew up in Westchester, which is where my office is. I pretty much serve Cook County and DuPage as my main areas. I have actually sold property as far as Galena, um, but mostly I stick around here. Well, fantastic. And I know, again, in all of your communities, they know how, uh, how, how uh, in committed you are to your clients. And frankly, your clients are committed to you and, um, and uh, truly a legacy. So, Laura, it's, it's always great to have you back on the program um, sharing your, your expertise and uh, your passion for what you do, and it bleeds through even on the airwaves. So speaking of, uh, again, passion, uh, you've been doing this for a while, and you've seen the ups and downs in real estate. We're having this conversation, and now the latter half of 2023, these past few years have, has been a roller coaster in, in the real estate world. We've watched interest rates. We've watched inflation. We've watched everything under the sun. 
But Laura, can you tell us and tell our listeners, where are we in the real estate market today? And uh, take out that crystal ball. Where are we going? Sure. So, you know, a lot of people are still a little bit uh, weary, maybe concerned. They think like the real estate market still has a possibility of tanking like it did back in, I can't even remember the years because it's a blur to me, but I can tell you with very much certainty that that is not the case. And, and a lot of the reason that that's not the case is people don't understand that currently across the United States, one third of homeowners actually own their properties outright. They have no mortgage, one third, which is big. The other third has more than 50% of equity in their properties. So we only have another third that are less than 50% equity. So the market is not going to tank. The, the prices are not going to drop. It's just not going to happen. Now, you will see a little bit of a fluctuation, which is normal. It, it, it's seasonal. So like, you know, you may see a little bit of uh, prices coming down because we're entering the fall market, which ultimately means that we're entering the the uh, winter market. And yes, properties will come down in price during that time, but not a lot, not not a lot to really make an impact. And then, boom, we're back in the spring market in 2024. Now, a lot of the gurus that um, are in a much higher pay scale than me one of them being um, Dr. Lawrence Jung, who is the CFO of the National Association of Realtors. He's also an economist and he's incredibly brilliant. He, if you follow him, he basically will tell you that we're probably going to see one more increase in interest rates. And then in 2024, we're going to see two or three drops, which will stimulate the market again. We also are still living in a very low inventory. And so low inventory, even if you are in mediocre demand, is still going to make it a seller's market. And we're still going to have the prices of the properties holding their value because of basic economic supply and demand. They hear about a strong market. They hear about uh, they hear about challenges in the market, um, but certainly uh, certainly uh, you have demystified the topic. Uh, Laura, I am curious to talk about the uh, the Chicagoland area in particular. A lot of folks have heard that uh, during the pandemic, folks have migrated out of big cities, um, and I'm curious what you are seeing uh, specifically in the suburban market around the Chicagoland area. Are you seeing a migration in or out and any trends that you could share with our listeners would be super helpful. So the, the migration out to the suburbs is a normal migration out. Now during the pandemic, you may have seen a, a little bit more or whatever, but that that's all gone now. And now we're just back to, to just normal. And what normal is, is that, you know, the, the millennials and whatever, everybody wants to live in the city and, uh, you know, be close to 
restaurants and bars and fun stuff to do. And then you get married and then you have a child or two. And most of the time when that happens, they move out to the suburbs. It's just what happens. And some will stay, but most of them will move into the suburbs. But while they're moving into the suburbs, then you have the kids graduating from college and they're all moving back into the city. So it's just a cyclical, normal flow is really what it is. And um, not much has changed there. It's, it's pretty much back to normal as far as in and out. Ain't that music to our ears. Back to normal indeed. That's great news. Uh, again, I'm chatting with the guru on everything real estate. That's Laura Cantrabone Gerace, um, who is with Caldwell Banker and uh, truly has an exceptional relationship with her clients um, that they have uh, weathered the storm again, buying and selling homes, um, which is uh, just fantastic. So Laura, um, you know, we alluded to this in the beginning of the show with your email address. Again, you've been doing this for uh, for quite a while, where is your office actually located and who's the ideal uh, person uh, or families uh, that, that need to reach out to you? Where's your sort of sweet spot in area of expertise? So my sweet spot is really like um, the um, just Western suburbs, just West of pretty much the city. So Oak Park, River Forest, Forest Park, LaGrange, LaGrange Park, Brookfield, Westchester, Western Springs. Um, It's that whole Brookfield, I don't remember if I said that, North Riverside, Riverside, all of these Western suburbs are pretty close together. And um, I know them very well. I grew up here. Um, So, you know, pretty much known by the back of my hand. And then you know, do I go into DuPage? Absolutely. Um, I've got people, you know, I'm showing them in Yorkville and and, uh, and Bolingbrook and, you know, that sort of thing as well. But my sweet spot is more western suburbs, Cook County. And my office actually is in Westchester, Cermak and Mason, Sanheim. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, just off of mm-hmm. Cermak Absolutely. and Sanheim, which are pretty major streets. Absolutely. Well, Laura, I, I could talk to you for hours and I look forward to our next conversation, but Laura, we're going to have to leave it there um, because we're going to get cut off by commercial, but I want to make sure our listeners know where they can reach you, your office and your team. How can they do that? Uh, so my, my cell phone is the best, to be honest, 708-212-4905. And again, our office is 10555 West Mac Road in Westchester. Fantastic. And do you want to share that amazing AOL email address one last time? Sure. S like Sam, P like Peter, Laura, L-A-U-R-A at AOL.com. Fantastic. Laura, catch Thank you so much for joining us on the program. I look forward to having you back on real soon. Quick break. We'll be right back and get down to business. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Getting Out Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I've been super excited for this conversation. I'm joined by Dan Barrett, the head nerd at AdWords Nerds. That's how he describes himself. He is the world's largest Google partner agency working only with real estate investors. He's managed over $5 million a year in client ad spend, found hundreds of real estate client deals online for his clients, and has been 
behind extensive industry experimentation and original research. He's worked with so many investors and companies, including some very big names. Uh, and I'm super excited to once again be joined by Dan Barrett. Welcome to the program, Dan. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I know you have your own podcast, which maybe we'll get to, the REI Marketing Nerds podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great show. And you run the Search, Click, Convert Bootcamp and so much more. Dan, you've got a lot on your plate, but you're really good at all of it. Welcome to the program. Let's talk a little bit about you and how you got into this uh, sort of secret recipe of, uh, of AdWords and uh, developed such a great reputation. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I, I got into real estate investing uh, as a way of trying to find a lot of focus. Uh, I really thought early on when I started my business that I wanted to be the best in the world at something and decided that the best way to do that would be to really focus in on a particular type of client or particular use case. So I ended up in real estate investing kind of by chance. And in terms of how we develop the secret sauce, uh, I'm actually a pretty firm believer that nothing good is secret. So my big kind of addition to this field has been mostly pulling stuff in from other fields. I pull a lot from theory of constraints, which was a manufacturing improvement process methodology. I pull a lot from complex systems theory, like uh, Dave uh, Snowden's work and the Kinevin framework. And we apply those things to what we do. I think a lot of marketing people really only learn from other marketing people and ultimately that kind of limits what they're capable of seeing. And so we try to bring a real multidisciplinary approach to what we do, and it's worked out really well. It certainly has indeed. Again, you've become the subject matter expert. And again, I'm chatting with the head nerd at AdWords Nerds. Um, it's Dan Barrett. So Dan, uh, you mentioned earlier um, your, you know, your interest in investing. Um, so how is online marketing similar, if you will, to investing? What have you been able to, on that same, on that same theme, been able to sort of translate over? Oh, that's a really cool question. So I actually think that investing and you you think of it in terms of real estate investing, or you could think of it in terms of stock investing or really any kind of investment where you're looking to get a specific return. uh, It has a lot to do with online marketing, but the kind of online marketing that I do, for example, uh, you know, is paid ads typically via Google or Facebook or Bing or whatever. And when you are getting into that kind of marketplace, you have to constantly make decisions that are based on risk and your tolerance for risk, right? You have to say, okay, I'm going to put a certain amount of money into a certain campaign or a certain keyword. And then I've got to think about what that you know potential utility is going to be. I got to think about how uh, confident I am that that utility is going to appear. I got to think about what I could stand to lose. And so really investing in online marketing and business in general boil down to smart and rational decision-making and understanding that you might be in situations where you don't have enough information to be a hundred percent certain about anything and knowing what to do in that situation. So to me, it's all related. It's all a matter of kind of feeling that connection to reality, constantly updating your belief systems and trying to be as objective as possible about the data that you're getting back and acting accordingly. Absolutely. That's so helpful. Um, So, I mean, you, again, have been following the real estate investing world, and you certainly have been associated with the best in the industry. 
Um, but you've watched the ups and downs and certainly these past few years, man, it has been a roller coaster. So how has the real estate investing industry changed since you've been monitoring and not only, you know, not only that, but really been a part of it? Yeah, I, I think if you back up and you look at investing as a whole, um, it typically lags five to 10 years behind a lot of the rest of the real estate world. I think that gap is certainly closing, but that's been the case historically. And I think the number one change that we've run into isn't even economic because obviously there's a lot going on in the economy. The housing market's up or down. We had COVID, you know, all sorts of things that really affected the housing market. But the biggest change is cultural. And I think that's in the sense of whether people even know that real estate investing is a thing. Like when I, when I got started doing marketing for investors, nobody knew what a real estate investing was. And the primary mode of marketing for an investor was simply going to market and saying, hey, I'm a real estate investor. This is what I do. Does that sound good to you? And that was enough, right? But we live in an age today where there are literally channels on cable television that only show people investing in real estate full time. Like it is a form of communication or a form of entertainment, I should say. And so the question for real estate investors today is not so much you know, will people sell to a real estate investor? It's will they sell to you instead of all the other real estate investors that are already in their market and that they already know about? And that's a profound shift. It's a shift that most industries will go through. It, you know, you can think of it as being a, a solution unaware market transitioning to a solution aware market. And I think most investors are just not thinking about what that transition means. It really means you've got to update your marketing update your messaging and making sure that you are always answering that question. Why me instead of the investor I'm competing with? Absolutely. I'm chatting with the voice behind the REI marketing nerds podcast, the founder of the search click convert bootcamp and the exclusive REI marketing mastery program. That's Dan Barrett. Dan, we're a very practical show over here. We like to leave our listeners with a real expertise, real tips that they could put into practice in the days and weeks ahead. So let's talk marketing. We've talked about how real estate investing has changed. Let's talk about how marketing platforms are changing and how you and your team at AdWords Nerds have evolved with it. What are the latest and greatest trends that our listeners, small business owners, entrepreneurs need to be aware of, regardless of what industry they are in? Yeah, I think the single biggest change, I'll stay with online marketing because that's my expertise, but the single biggest change that's affecting every single business and every single industry is the move away from sort of advertiser driven at, you know, advertising or, you know, situations where you're going to be in control to situations where either AI or algorithms or machine learning programs are going to be in control. If you think about Google ads, when I got started, the way it worked is you set your bids for every individual keyword. That is no longer the case. Now the question is, hey, what bidding algorithm should I use? What machine learning tools am I going to use on the back end to feed more data into that beast and sort of get better performance? And the thing I always tell people to think about now is that the tools that are becoming available over the counter, right, that you don't need to build yourself or pay thousands and thousands of dollars for the easily accessible consumer-facing tools that incorporate AI or machine learning or whatever are going to be incredibly powerful. But the problem is 
everyone also has access to them. Your competitors have access to the same tools that you do. In that kind of environment, in that kind of economy, competition is a matter of who has the better, better data set to feed to those tools. So the thing that I tell people right now, right, my, as my dad always used to say, best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago and today. So what you need to do right now is think about what are the data sets that you can start building? Who are your best clients? What makes them your best clients? Can you quantify that in some way? Can you make a spreadsheet of all the deals that you've done, all the transactions that you've had? Because in the future, and by the way, I mean like six months to a year from now, you will be able to feed that data set to an artificial intelligence or a machine learning algorithm and get incredible performance out of it. But you've got to have the data first. So the time to start building your own custom data set for your business is now. That's my advice to anybody who wants to get forward or get ahead in marketing in the next few years. That's great advice. And you know, my, my advice for our listeners is to get in touch with you and your team at Edwards Nerds. Dan, how can we do that? How can we get in touch and follow all the great tips, advice, and information that, you, that you've been sharing? Yep. Best place is our website, which is adwordsnerds.com. You can go there and find all the stuff that we publish. I also have a podcast. You can get anywhere where you find your podcasts. That's called the REI Marketing Nerds Podcast. That's a great place as well. Fantastic. Dan Barrett, really enjoyed our conversation. I look forward to having you back on real soon. Uh, I know you've got a lot to share, but definitely following your podcast and uh, following on your website, I know is a great place to start. Dan, appreciate you coming on. We've got some headlines, commercials, a quick break, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. When we return, you're listening to Get Down to Business. You can also find our shows, of course, on AM560 The Answer, but wherever podcasts may be found. Don't touch that Dell Chicago. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Gosh, we're on fire. I'm so inspired by our conversation with Laura, Cantermo, and Jerace. We talked with Dan Barrett. We've got a lot more in store for you as we continue our conversations all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Be sure to get on my website, sycline.com. I honestly love hearing from our listeners, love feedback on, again, the topics you find most helpful in your running of your small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, you know, you're the lifeblood of our economy. Love talking with folks about jobs, both folks that are seeking to hire as well as folks that are looking for jobs and hopefully find the information helpful. But drop me a line, get on my website, sycline.com. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we love it when you listen to Get Down to Business on the radio here in Chicago, AM 560. But we know we have a global audience on uh, podcasts, which you can just find by going to Get Down to Business, searching for Get Down to Business on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Google. Honestly, wherever podcasts can be found, we are available for you. So just search for Get Down to Business and do me a favor. Leave a five-star review. It makes it even easier for others to find out about all about the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. But I want to take a couple of minutes and talk about growing your business. Um, and a couple of tips that I've heard as themes um, over the, gosh, 10 years of, of hosting the show. To succeed in business, you need to be flexible and you need to have good planning and organizational skills. To grow your business, you have to keep good records. You have to adopt successful strategies and provide excellence, not just good, excellent customer service. You should expect to devote more time to your business than you might give to an employer and prepare to make sacrifices. Take your time and plan out all the necessary steps to succeed. Whatever type of business you want to start, using the following tips, which I'm going to share with you over here, can help you to be successful in your venture. So number one, I already alluded to this. You need to get organized. 
to achieve business success, you need to be organized. It will help you complete tasks and stay on top of things to be done. A good way to get organized is to create a to-do list each day. Gosh, I have such a long one in front of me right now. As you complete each item, check it off your list. It feels so great and it will ensure that you're not forgetting anything and you're completing all the tasks that are essential to the survival of your business. There's some great apps. There's some great tools that exist like Slack, um, but there's so many others. And again, as always, if there's something that's working well for you, uh, drop me a line. I'd love to hear about it. Keep detailed records. All successful businesses keep detailed records. That's a theme that I see from everybody. By doing so, you'll know where your business stands financially and what potential challenges you could be facing. Just knowing this gives you time to create strategies to overcome these challenges. Many businesses are choosing to keep two sets of records, one physical and one in the cloud. But again, regardless of what you do, make sure you're doing it. Make sure you've got a plan. And speaking of plans, analyze your competition. Competition breeds the best result. To be successful, you can't be afraid to study and learn from your competitors. After all, they may be doing something right that you can implement in your business to make more money. How you analyze competition will vary between sectors. For example, if you're a restaurant owner, you may simply be able to dine at your competition's restaurants, ask other customers what they think, and gain information that way. But if you are maybe in a more limited access to your competitors, like such a chemicals company, you might want to go to a business professional, an accountant, to go over that. Number four, understand the risks and rewards. The key to being successful is taking calculated risks to help your business grow. A good question to ask is, what's the downside? If you can answer this question, then you know what the worst case scenario is. This knowledge will allow you to take the kinds of calculated risks that can generate tremendous rewards. You wanna be creative. Always look for ways to improve your business and make it stand out from your competition. Recognize that you don't know everything and be open to new ideas and different approaches to your business. Uh, there's many outlets that may lead to additional revenues. Think Amazon, for example. The company started as a bookseller and grew into an e-commerce giant. Stay focused. Number six, the old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day, applies here. Just because you open a business doesn't mean you're going to immediately start making money. It takes time to let people know who you are. So stay focused on achieving those short-term goals. It takes a while to start earning a profit. I promise you it is a challenge. So again, hopefully you're finding this, uh, these tips helpful. I've got three more for you. Prepare to make sacrifices. The lead up to starting a business is hard work. But after you open your doors, your work has just begun. In many cases, you have to put in more time than you would if you were working for someone else, which may mean spending less time with family and friends to be successful. The adage that there's no weekends and no vacations for business owners might ring true for those who are committed to making their business work. There's nothing wrong with full-time employment. And some business owners underestimate the true cost of the sacrifice that are required to start and maintain a profitable business. Number eight, provide great service. There are many businesses that forget that providing great exceptional customer service is important. If you provide better service to your customers, they'll be more inclined to come to you the next time they need something instead of going to your competition. And in today's hyper-competitive business environment, you need to look at what's differentiating a successful and unsuccessful business. Often it is that service. Last thing, be consistent. Consistency is a key component to making money in business. You have to keep doing what you're doing and, and that's necessary to be successful day in and day out. This will create long-term positive habits that will help you make money in the long run. So again, to recap, we've talked about uh, nine key ways that will help you to grow your successful business. Number one, get organized. Number two, keeping detailed records. Number three, analyzing your competition, understanding the risks and rewards, being creative, staying focused. And of course, we also talked about being consistent, which honestly is probably one of the most important things, regardless of what industry you're in. I used to talk about restaurants in that way. Uh, as well, providing great service and preparing to make sacrifices. All these nine tips, hopefully you find it helpful. I'll put this on my website, sycline.com. And of course, in our show notes, wherever you find your favorite podcast 
Um, but again, get on my website, sycline.com. Get on your favorite podcast app. Uh, get down to business. Just search for us. And we'll be back, of course, each and every week sharing more tips, advice, information that hopefully you find helpful in growing and maintaining your successful business. I want to know what's working for you. So get in touch with me. But uh, speaking of successful businesses, that's what we're going to be talking about right after this quick break. So don't touch that dial. We've got lots more small business jobs and entrepreneurship here and get down to business. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've been excited for this conversation for a while. I'm thrilled, truly thrilled to be joined by Blake Van Leer. Blake is an executive, an entrepreneur with extensive experience in growth strategies, revenue lift, team building, strategic acquisitions, business development, and the list goes on and on. He's currently the, the executive vice president and general manager of Proto AI's e-commerce division, a first of its kind AI product, which is certainly the buzz these days, which helps online retailers increase revenue and conversions. Blake Van Leer, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Perfect. And Shalom, thank you so much for the introduction. I'm equally as excited to be on this podcast. I've been looking forward to it for a long time and you certainly have some interesting topics and, and guests on here. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Blake, before we dive into AI, which is certainly uh, a, a buzzword, like we said, it's, it's, it's all the buzz right now. Blake, I really want to understand your background because uh, again, I think you've been doing this long before AI was, uh, was, the, was the hot topic. Blake, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this journey. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, my journey started in college. I was working on video games and then creating free versions of that. So think of the games like World of Warcraft, Ultima Online, and to pay for it, because it was also costly, I would have to uh, create merch or have some sort of e-commerce-like uh, activity going on within the game. And so I was doing things uh, like that. So in an e-commerce mindset and automating uh, NPCs within the game, so it's not really AI, but, uh, you know, kind of, I like to think like in that category. In addition to that, I was also uh, ranking sites to help pay for college. So to promote that site or other affiliate sites, uh, this dates me. I would rank sites by having 500 white text and white font on a white background and rank them to number one on Google. Uh, so very early on in the SEO days or the good old days, as I say. I love it. I love it. And and again, the, your results speak for itself. I know you've worked with some pretty amazing brands and really helping to uh, to grow, uh, especially in retail, again, growing big time in the billions of dollars in sales. And they can point directly to some of the work that you've done. So I've got a lot of questions for you and we don't have a lot of time. So we're going to dive in. AI, like I said, it's a buzzword and honestly, it means so many different things. Um, what are some of the common applications that you're seeing, Blake, uh, of AI, specifically in that e-commerce space? Yeah, most common right now, I think, is content and automation. And so if you think of things where it require a lot of testing to get to results, say things like we do at Proto AI, it might be a lot of A-B testing or heat maps and seeing how to optimize quickly for the client because these products or this positioning where this type of messaging resonates more than another set of messaging. Another one is obviously things like ChatGPT, is uh, you know being able to prompt 
your way into quickly creating content uh, or being inspired to create content or coding as well. And so just kind of like helping with that, that quick lift. And a third might be uh, supply chain. Absolutely. Those are all uh, key areas that I know are, uh, matter to our listeners and everybody's trying to think of, again, how can they maintain that edge? So let's talk about problems for a moment. Uh, AI, like you said, is solving problems. Chat GPT is certainly, uh, again, something that really honestly came into uh, the discussion. Uh, and and it, it, is, it is solving problems. People talk about the challenges it creates. What problems is AI uh, able to solve? And how is it actually boosting e-commerce revenue? I know that's what your clients um, matter. It matters to them. It certainly matters to our listeners as well. Absolutely. Uh, we like to say at Proto AI, we take the guesswork out of your optimization. And so what that means is the AI is able to personalize the whole customer journey, uh, whether no matter where they are on the site, if they've just checked out or if they're looking even at a landing page or a blog post, it's able to uh, remove that guesswork and offer the right things at the right time. So fixing the quick automization and and then help uh, your clients focus on building their brand and do what they do best, focus on uh, promoting their site and their email campaigns or uh, however they're generating that traffic. Uh, also then with the content again, uh, you know, if you're using tools like ChatGPT, it helps uh, create content quickly so they can pivot fast. Uh, on the supply chain side, you know, I'm also seeing where we also help is to anticipate that demand so they're going to know uh, to stock the shelves or anticipate um, an influx of even seasonality or uh, if they're doing some sort of dynamic we, we help a lot of our clients uh, you know on, on the supply chain and and also marketing front awesome well blake um i've got a million questions and um, we're going to continue our conversation but we're going to have to squeeze in a break in just a minute so in you know, 30 seconds or less, I'm curious if you can share a success story, a business, um, you feel free to name it or, or not, that you've been able to use some of the tools that you've been talking about um, regarding AI and its sort of new generation uh, in e-commerce and, and, and how that has looked from, from beginning to end. Absolutely. You know, we're working with so many brands. Uh, most recently, Chris Gronkowski of the Gronkowski Brothers have a great brand called Ice Shakers. We just uh, started that journey with them, and he, he has a focus on AI and chose us as their preferred AI vendor. We're also working with um, a great brand, too. It's a classic case study. We're able to celebrate Waxing Kara. You can go to that site, awesome. uh, waxingkara.com. And we see, on average, uh, 30% lift. Mm -hmm. um, we even see some cases 70% lift. And it's just a well, matter like, that's, of that's growing with them. That's huge. I, I hate to pay you off, but we're going to come back in just a moment and talk a lot more AI still Chicago globally. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business. I'm chatting with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Proto AI's e-commerce division. The first of its kind, AI product, which helps online retailers increase revenue and conversions through auto-optimizing product recommendations while personalizing the customer journey. We have been talking all about that with Blake Van Leer. Um, Blake, really enjoying our conversation and uh, the tips that you've already been sharing, but I want to break it down even more. 
for our small business owners and entrepreneurs that might be tuning in and learning about these topics for the first time. Blake, uh, everybody starts somewhere. And, um, you know, for our listeners that might be new in this whole business world, um, but they're coming into it at a really cool time. There's a lot of new tools and resources that are available. Blake, what advice would you have for them on how they can utilize this amazing technology called AI? Absolutely. My advice would be to look at your tech stack closely and make sure that you're incorporating some sort of AI within that tech stack. So every online site or business has a tech stack in the e-commerce world. That's typically some sort of email tool, the platform that you're on. So if that's Shopify, BigCommerce, or Shopware, uh, which is a great new brand that's up and coming here in the United States. And then uh, your SEO optimization, and then your AI that's helping you optimize the and personalizing the customer journey, which is where we come in at Proto AI. And looking at those tools that are available for SMBs, we purposely built ours. So it is available for the SMB and mid-tier market. And with the intention of flipping that uh, big enterprise data and giving it back to uh, customers that want to leverage AI when they might not have the magic benchmark for uh, 20 million in rev, a certain amount of data points to work with AI. We made ours available and, and, and our very talented team of data scientists made it available for the SMB and mid-tier market. Uh, and just make sure you test those products, uh, whichever tech that you're using, uh, you know, test it for a couple of months, make, you know, stay nimble, pivot quickly, but certainly have AI incorporated within your tech stack. This is my, uh, my, those are my uh, immediate recommendations, you know, if you're considering yeah. AI. Absolutely. No, Blake, that's great. And appreciate you sharing that. Um, that's, that's, that's great recommendations for somebody just getting started. Um, I mean, we're running out of time. And uh, I'd, I'd like to ask that uh, just in closing, if you can share um, what you're watching as the next trend in AI and how our listeners can get in touch with you if they, they want to learn more about all these things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, future trends, I, I'm seeing, you'd be surprised, a lot of uh, retailers and e-commerce uh, merchants do not use AI. We're starting to see an uptick finally in using various AI tools, uh, especially, you know, on the optimization and supply chain front. Um, you can actually, we're giving ours away. Uh, we're so confident in the case studies. We just want to celebrate more case studies. So we're doing a 120-day free trial, and you can sign up for a quick demo. It's super easy. Just go to proto.ai. And regardless of the platform you're on, we can integrate with you. And you could just see the lift, and there's no obligation. And we can talk about uh, extending that trial if you like what you see. Fantastic. Proto.ai, I know, is the website. Um, and uh, your team is amazing. And I know you're sharing best practices and sharing a lot of Great advice and following truly the latest and greatest in this developing space. That's probably my biggest takeaway over here is that we've only we've only just begun over here. There's a lot more uh, that's that's in store. Um, so, Blake, uh, really appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. I've been listening to Blake Van Leer, uh, Executive Vice President, General Manager over there at uh, at Proto uh, AI e-commerce division. Thanks so much for joining us. We've had a great lineup um, this entire week on Get Down to Business. And of course, next week. We're going to continue amazing conversations. So you don't want to miss 
a single episode. You could do that by getting on my website, sycline.com, to get a sneak peek of who's going to be on the show. Uh, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, as well as listen to the best 10 plus years of shows. Um, and of course, get in your favorite podcast app. Just make sure you rate, review, and share as well. So that's a wrap to success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on Amplify 60 The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.